You're listening to the shorter, digest version of the Hutton Orbital Radio Show, with the Hutton News, the Hot Pit Bit, Commander Flossie and her community goals, Galnet Digest and Buck Naked's Top Trucker. If you want the discussion section and the green room, there's also a longer version of this podcast available. Whichever you choose, do enjoy the show. If the bubble could echo, it would be doing it now. The odd, plaintive voice calls out, Hello? And there is an occasional, Oh, help! As the Thargoids trundle on towards Earth. At Hutton, things are unusually calm. Things are going much as normal. In other words, the kitchen has caught fire. There are some rogue pirates running around shooting the place up and the laundromat is on the blink again. The studio is an oasis of calm. The green room have stopped elbowing each other in the ribs and fighting over the cheesy nachos on the coffee table. And Alvin has settled down quietly in one corner. Raising an eyebrow occasionally as a blob of guacamole hits the wall. Sensibly, he ignores the spicy salsa. His muzzle settles down on the floor with a huff, just as a voice pipes up. Our mics are live. Good evening, ladies and gentle truckers, and welcome to Hutton Orbit Live, your weekly dose of all the news you never knew you missed from last week. A bit of banter, and of course the Galnet News Digest and Hutton's Top Trucker. I'm your host for the evening, Rudolf Hucker, and joining me on this side of the decks, we have Dick Chafing. Good evening, everyone. It's nice not to be on Hutton duty, and it's not nice tonight. Not 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 nice not to be on Button duty this week, as it means I can have the fire extinguisher at hand and be ready to look for the exit at a moment's notice. There's Norma Snockers on the other side of the desk. There. Good evening, everyone. Lou Snockers on the edge of his seat. Hello. And of course, we have a special guest star. Some say she has an emergency either down in every system. Others, that her flight suit contains a geometric arrangement of small mammals. All we know is that she's called Crow. Hi, everyone. It's lovely to be with you. With those introductions out of the way, it's time for the headlines. This is the Hutton Bite-Sized Bulletin, all the latest from in the galaxy, for those of us that are stuck out there in the rest of it. Cunning stunt goes drastically wrong. Crossed wires as Hutton comes under attack by itself. Nosis Boffins stopping up on Cape as Megaship head for Sutton. Some days being naked just isn't the best idea. Atrus 5060 is letting us know how deep the bio waste is. Having said toodaloo to Lou last week, he said hi de hi to the guy as he returns with his hot pit. 
and we have all Norma's news from the Community Goals. First tonight in a stunt gone terribly wrong, Commander Flossie, variously of the Huntruckers and the Fuel Rats, came to a rather sudden stop this week. Spurred on by internet trends of posting videos of doing really outrageous and probably dangerous things, videoing them and then posting them all over Galnet to harvest as many likes as possible, Flossie thought she'd have a go. Past efforts by other pilots have included what happens if I poke this Thargoid? Oh look, a guardian rune! Nothing bad will happen if I steal all the ancient treasures! I bet I can fly through a black hole and look mom, I can feel scoop from two neutron stars at the same time! Whilst out exploring in a particularly pleasant ring world, she set the nose of her anaconda skyward, reached an altitude of around a kilometer and then reached across and turned off her engines. At this point, her anaconda did its best impression of a lawn dart. Hey, <laughs> that is French. A lawn dart. <clears throat> a lawn dart. Ending in a small crater and a rather large insurance bill. The camera person used the letters O, M, and G, as well as W, T, F, and L, O, and of course, L, liberally. Expelling phrases like sick and right on commander liberally, and then thought to check that Flossie was actually okay after her ship to surface re rapid unscheduled disassembly. The video of this incident, which so far Commander Flossie claims was a moment of madness, has gone viral, racking up billions of views on Galtube and ending up as an animated meme used across all galactic communications. As a result, she has become an overnight Galnet sensation, with invitations from chat shows, celebrity dancing shows, strange jungle torture shows, and the inevitable daytime telly sofa to tell her tale. Her net worth is now said to measure into the tens of billions of credits. Well, it would if anyone ever worked out how to turn exposure into cash without becoming a stripper. We would like to take this opportunity to remind everyone that sticking your head in things marked head remover, selling your fuel scoop whilst out exploring and with nowhere else to buy a new one, pushing the big red button that says do not touch and sticking your tongue on a battery to see if it has any charge in it are not on the approved list of sensible things to do, along with turning your engines off, either in a near planet encounter or your frameshift drive in supercruise in Tari's Fusion. You beep. We know someone's going to test the frameshift off in Super Cruise thing, so don't tell us you didn't warn you. And if you do, make sure that there's someone around to video the aftermath from a safe distance. <laughs> With Alpha Centauri plugged into war in the last few days, the Hotbit team have been left scratching their heads as they wonder exactly what strain of unused progenitor wolf has been smoking. Every mission on board has been allocated by the progenitor to destroy our dastardly enemies, a group known as the Hutton Orbital Truckers Cooperative, and bring back their smoking quarter. This enemy 
she reassures us, is wholly different from the drag barons of the gold gang, who are listed as Hutton's real enemies. Payouts are eye-watering for Hutton to shoot at itself. Commanders have been left really conflicted about attacking themselves with extreme prejudice and wondering whether there's some kind of combat round robin that involves arriving at a combat zone in a wing and proceeding to shoot at each other, ignoring the enemy, or even whether that counts as legit or not. They're really confused when approaching the combat zones, only to find they were running away. Yes, Hutton's caused so much terror in the last few years that even the Pirates Federation sanctioned combat approved no holds barred legitimate combat rings don't want to play. The only combat zone that wasn't was conveniently located, not quite two one light years away from the jumping point, and no one could be bothered to fly that far just to shoot at yourself. With the pending retirement of the Galactic Intern arriving at the end of this month, the boffins of Canon Interstellar have been busy converting their floating megaship science base into one giant party. Yes, the galaxy is giving the Galactic Intern a huge sending off. The kind normally reserved for a South American footballer when they feign losing a limb or an eye or their head falling off during a match of zero-g non-contact spaceball. All commanders are hereby cordially invited to attend in the vicinity of Hutton Orbital on the 31st of this glorious month of January, when the Genosis will be, or the Gnosis, will be making its final jump and arriving at Alpha Centauri, ripping the vacuum pack seals off the pre-cooked canopies and breaking out their second most expensive bottles of Prosecco. A number of the boffins are currently attempting to perfect the buttery biscuit base of a special cheesecake and a number of others are investigating whether dunking improves muffin. <clears throat> be there, or be a Pilots Federation community manager. Commander Buck Naked of Lake on Spaceways decided this week that some days just weren't worth getting out of bed for. Having started the day by wearing his first cup of Kitten Brand coffee in his lap, making a quick change into his spare flight suit and dabbing at his now damp and slightly boiled potatoes, Buck set out to break the federal government shutdown by collecting all his ship registration documents in person. Having tripped up the flight stairs to his Type 9 and giving himself a fat lip, he arrived at Sol only to realise that the offices, due to the shutdown, were all shut. The long flight back contained four interdictions, two rebuys, two police stop and searches, and an argument with a passing orca wedding barge about whether being in the top 1% meant it had to give way to space cows in the toast rack. By the time Buck reached the safety of his office, he found a note on the doorstep stating, We were unable to deliver your paperwork as you were out. Please collect from our offices within 24 hours. Even when the Federation's in total shutdown, their sense of humour appears not to be. But at least the Postal Service is working. Good evening, trackers. 
H is 50, 60 here. I've only got a short one. But never mind, this is an incredibly urgent message. Cannon reporting multiple incursions. All pilots asked to engage Stargoid incursions in Kenkenk, Madras, Play D Sector HR WD1 42, 8IP21167. It's all gone a little bit wrong out there, probably because everyone's buggered off. But I'm sure our lovely jubbly friends at Hutton can help out as soon as they're not, because they're not the kind of people to go exploring for months and months and months, and end without end without end. So, you know, there's plenty of truckers. <clears throat> Good luck, truckers, for the mug. Well, 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 who fancies a war? Or an election? Or another war? We have all three. Well, two. Well, three, sort of. You know what I mean. Well, it's three if you count the pirate attack. Or four. Get on with it, Lou. Sorry, dear. We have two wars, one in Alpha Centauri and the other in LP 532-81. But panic, they're both civil, and as we're very good at being civil, they're both heading for total victory. Obviously, we still want to keep winning the combat scenarios, but we're getting good at this, so it's more of a keep it up than anything, as Norma said to me last night. No! Those naughty monks have obviously been praying really, really hard as they've been granted an election in Epsilon Eridani, which I'm ashamed to say we're only drawing. Okay, so it only started today and the first day's result aren't in, but pull your collected finger out, truckers. We have a job to do. I said that last night too. Oi. Hmm. Apart from that, everything is looking fine. We have some pesky pirates back in Wise, but if you're as effective as last time, they'll be gone tomorrow, so I'm only mentioning them in case there are any spare trigger-happy truckers out there who haven't noticed. I'm not sure what Hanky's been up to Colonia. Nothing apart from spreading germs by the looks of things. Everything's just the same as it was last week. They're still riddled with the pox, although that's moved to tier now, so it clearly was in a state. And both Eold Procol Centauri and Doriso are in investment. Relevant missions in all systems are the order of the day out there, and if you want to bounty hunt, you can do so in both Centauri and Doriso, but only hand in at Centauri as Doriso is in a locked state with all other factions in various conflicts, so it won't make any difference. Now, um, over to Norma before she clouts me with that rather suspicious looking tubular object. There are two competing trade CGs this week. Professor Katrian Rook of Vitadine Labs has launched an initiative to establish a new pharmaceutical production facility and has invited two pharmaceutical companies to bid for a distribution licence. More details later.
This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. And the community goes. Hello, it's Flossie here with this week's Community Goals News. Last week's mining CG out at Waypoint 2 of District Worlds 2 completed yesterday afternoon at 15.30 UTC after reaching the final tier, 11, and a total of 3 million tonnes of cobalt, gallite, indite and pressed aluminium were delivered to the asteroid station. At first the tiers were set fairly low, but as time went on, it was starting to look like it would be complete before the weekend. A ninth tier was added, then the 10th, and finally the 11th. With commanders arriving all the time and looking for ways to pass the time while waiting for news of the next waypoint, it maximised everyone's chances of taking part in the ambitious goal of creating a new station near the centre of the galaxy. With 5,198 participants, this is one of, if not the most successful, mining CGs so far. Now, to this week's CGs. Deliver goods to the Vandermeer Corporation and deliver goods to Neomedical Industries. Professor Katrin Rook of Vitadine Labs has launched an initiative to establish a new pharmaceutical production facility. In a statement, Professor Rook said, Vitadine Labs lacks the infrastructure to mass-produce nanomedicines, so we have invited two pharmaceutical companies to bid for a distribution licence. The company that puts forward the most convincing proposal will secure the contract. The companies in question are Neomedical Industries, which supplies Alliance and Independent Systems, and the Vandermeer Corporation, which operates exclusively within federal space. Both have requested advanced medicines, computer components and autofabricators for the construction of Nanomed's manufacturing plants. Deliveries for the Vandermeer Corporation should be made to the Liberals of Cuma at Elion Dock in the Cuma system, and deliveries for Neomedical Industries should be made to Alignac Jet Legal and Company at Pisertia Port in the Alignac system. 
to be eligible for rewards, you must sign up as an active participant before delivering advanced medicines, computer components and auto fabricators to either Alien Dock in the Kuma system or Pichericia Port in the Alignac system. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring! What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store! And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa! Sounds like you've got a case of space madness! No what you really need is... Really Big Gas Tank! What? With Really Big Gas Tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort! No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel fuel, it's as easy as honk and go. Gotta get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonia 5000, you can honk and go, go, go. Gee, thanks, master. No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can hung and go? Japonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, tripism, and spontaneous targoing face. Use only as directed. Galnet News Digest, 24th of January, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Sajay Station Success. Travellers admit they'd rather not be vaporised. Vitadine opens Nanomed bidding war. The longest journey continued. Space-time continuum threatened by Wally Jumper. Sag A Station Success. Despite a massive underestimate of materials required, the Distant Worlds 2 expedition has delivered everything to allow the top-of-the-range Orbis starport to be constructed near Sagittarius A star, the supermassive black hole at the centre of the galaxy. The company responsible for building the starport, Kirby, Kirby and Wendy, initially put in an estimate that said they'd need around 750,000 tonnes of raw materials to build a starport. However, you can never trust a builder, not even one that bakes rather good banana bread. And when they started construction, they found they needed 3 million tonnes to do a proper job. It sounded like an impossible task, but more than 5,000 members of the exploration community delivered, in just a fraction over six days, leaving nearly a day to spare. Expectations are now high that the Orbis will feature a 4km luxury habitation ring, offering well-heeled visitors a full 1G environment for their hotel and extensive gift shop, as well as a smaller 2km ring to house the research lab. Void opals and ice diamonds are expected to feature heavily in the interior. The station still needs to be provisioned with facilities such as outfitting and a shipyard. This will be addressed in a few weeks, when the station is nearing structural completion. Travellers admit they'd rather not be vaporised. 
The strange case of the Marie Celeste-like disappearance of actor Consuela Knight and her crew on the 10th of January have had a significant impact on the galactic travel business, according to industry insiders. With both luxury yacht manufacturers such as Saud Kruger and tour companies like Astrogator hit by a sudden drop in demand. Knight and her crew vanished without trace, apparently while her yacht was traversing a hyperspace conduit. Who or what snatched or vaporised them while leaving their ship entirely untouched is unclear, but the public appears to feel that it would prefer not to find out firsthand. A memorial service is planned for Knight to celebrate her work in the Holovid industry. Vitadine opens Nanomed Bidding War. Following the IHO ruling that it's free to market the Nanomed technology it stole from Utopia, Vitadine Labs has opened a bidding war between the two largest pharmaceutical conglomerates in the galaxy for the right to manufacture and distribute the wonder drug. The candidates are the Federation's Vandermeer Corporation and the Alliance-based Neomedical Industries, which also distributes to independent systems. The Empire has no one pharmaceutical company able to compete with the big two, and is in any case too busy putting down rebellions to worry about the secret to health, happiness and a longer life. The bidding process is expected to last a week. The longest journey continued. A small group of fuel rats led by Commander Highway Warrior is continuing to supercruise towards their furthest ever client, the stranded Commander Diluvian Ray's crews, who ran out of fuel 142 light years on the far side of Semitus Beacon, the furthest star in the galaxy from Sol. This is a silly place to be reflecting the apparently common desire to be the most distant commander ever. The rescue is likely to take at least another two weeks in supercruise. The fuel rats have been considering permanently positioning a small fleet of tankers at Semitus Beacon, but are concerned that this might encourage other commanders to run out of fuel there. A single rescue that takes five fuel rats more than a month to complete is a significant drain on rodent resources. The record for the furthest travelled into the void is held by Kenneth McGrew, who travelled more than 157 light-years in supercruise over 28 days before returning safely without the need for any fuel rats at all. Space-time continuum threatened by a Wally Jumper A rogue commander has been criticised for putting the galaxy at risk by performing impossible hyperspace jumps. The commander is reported to have tampered with his fuel tank to create a sidewinder capable of traversing more than 700 light-years in a single jump. However, the Pilots' Federation has warned that such excessively long jumps risk ripping apart the space-time continuum, and that they will take action against any commander attempting this deadly feat. This is not an idle threat, and without a pilot's license, commanders could be permanently grounded. There is some speculation that holes in the fabric of space may have been what allowed the Thargoids into our galaxy in the first place. 
And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. an orbital radio. If you think death is unpleasant, just wait till you die. Truckers is old Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways. Back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website Hot. Dot for the mug dot com. Almost as pain-free as being the courier that has to find old Rudolph Hucker's residence. So let's get on to our top truckers from last week. Yeehaw! From the explorers, jumping around like them rabbits in the field, Commander Crimshadow took the lead with just over 61,800 light years jump. Tearing up the Don's dastardly desperados this week, is Commander Aiden with 21.7 million credits earned and accounted for. I hear the Don's a bit hot under the collar on this one. Our top mission trucker this week is Commander Draxor with 186 mission points earned. Must have been a slow week if she stayed off the gin long enough to fly straight. Hauling cargo like a hunting trucker oughta. Commander Azuka transported about 60,000 tons this week, and he didn't lose a bunch like all them others seem to do. Driving the Hutton short bus this week, it's none other than Commander Draxor, who amazingly hauled 5,191 willing and unwilling passengers round the block. And she sang, The wheels on the bus go round and round, Round and round, round and round, the wheels on the bus go round and round, all the live long day. Which rightfully sounded just about as good as my singing, earning her a one and a half star overall rating out of a hundred. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is still held by Commander Litho Breaker in one hour, 23 minutes and nine seconds. 
You think you got what it takes to beat this score? Well, download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways, the only ships in the galaxy with a special compartment in your cockpit made just for bottles of Centauri Megagen.